Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you? I'm doing good this morning. How about yourself? I'm doing just fine. It's always good to be here. Yes, it is, Dr. Jane. You know, in recent discussions with family and friends, we all agree that we're far too busy, sometimes overwhelmed with all the tasks and responsibilities at home and at work. It's rare, if ever, that we ask for help. And yet we also agree that we would help one another if we asked. So Dr. Jane, can we discuss this paradox today in a little more detail? Sure, Anna. Isn't it interesting? Because I know we're a culture that praises and really focuses on self-help and self-reliance. You know, there's that whole rugged individualism. And what this does is it sets up any request for help as what's wrong with me? You know, I can't handle it. I'm wussing out. Something must be wrong. You know, so this strikes at the very foundation of who we take ourselves to be. So fear really is the biggest reason for not reaching out. Yeah, you know, I sense that in myself sometimes, you know, asking for help is a huge challenge for me. Yes, and and this fear, although usually unfounded, nevertheless has many, many faces. And think about it. Uh, you know, we fear that someone's going to turn us down, that fear of rejection, they're going to say no. And when this happens, so often we jump right into weaving a story that really negates ourselves and leaves us feeling pretty much dejected. We're also afraid to be seen as maybe weak or seen as less than, or sometimes be found out that we're not as good or capable as we've projected, kind of that image that we've put out there, kind of an imposter or a fraud. Um, it also strikes it at the perfectionism. You know, that's what this is really all about. That I've kept this public persona when all else fails look good. And that needing help somehow, you know, really breaks that down, you know, as far as how people think of me. You know, there's also the fear of being laughed at or ridiculed. Also, we, we all are hesitant to relinquish control. You know, it's like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it my way. And sometimes, Anna... I find that I, I have a hard time articulating what I need, you know, and then there's that whole piece of, you know, fear of criticism, you know, even if it's constructive, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know that I want to hear. Yes. You know, that's quite a, a list of fears. You know, I, I, <laughs> And I think we all recognize them all, you know, um, and, and I have my favorites for sure. Well, you know, Anna and I do too. There's also, a psychological phenomena that I find very interesting. It's called the illusion of transparency. And this is the mistaken belief that our thoughts and our feelings and our needs are really very obvious to others. So we wait for others to notice, kind of pick up on our telepathic request. And and we get frustrated and sometimes resentful when they fail to read our minds. You know, this happens frequently in relationships. There's that, that whole piece of if you love me, you should know what I need without me asking. Oh, boy. I am very <laughs> familiar. <laughs> so, so these fears and frustrations with all the accompanying reactivity just makes matters worse, obviously. Well, yes. You know, and the fear, as we've talked about in the past, triggers the survival mechanism at sympathetic nervousness. So we're in fight, flight, freeze and really needing to protect ourselves. So very often... We 
we retreat or re relinquish any requests, you know, or at least we don't communicate. You know, so we kind of go back into our own little private cave of, you know, if there's a job to be done, I'm the person to do it. I'll have to do it myself. Well, I think it goes without saying that we all have needs and at certain times need, uh, need help from others, you know, and to get that help, we must ask for it. Obviously, it, it does feel uh, complicated when we must face the fear and walk through it. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, but think about it, Anna. Even the most accomplished people have received help along the way. You know, they've had mentors or advisors or advocates who offered anything from skills, insights, maybe some expertise along the way. Yeah, well, gosh, that makes me think of the thank you list, you know, the celebrities read off at the Academy Awards or the acknowledgments authors list in, in good books. Well, that's right. You know, we're social beings and, and depend on each other really in an effort to learn and grow. And the, the research studies indicate that helping others actually makes us feel good. So, Dr. Jane, why is it so hard to ask for help? Well, in our highly individualistic culture, you know, the stakes are high. And, and that presents a great deal of awkwardness around this and uncertainty. So that's the primary obstacle. You know, what we really need is to learn how to effectively ask for help and practice skillful asking and get more comfortable with it. You know, which means we have to do it, we have to do it, you know, frequently. It also might be helpful to understand that there are actual benefits from seeking help. Of others. Yeah, so we, we can't know it all or do it all, all the time. So all we have, you know, we have moments when we need assistance, obviously, even though we're fear asking, right? Oh, yes. 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 And through our fear. So let's just talk about some helpful hints for asking for assistance. You know, it's, it's good to keep in mind that being told no doesn't need to be awful, nor does it need to diminish us in any way. You know, actually, it's a sign that we need to move on to somebody who will say yes. The other piece is, um, you know, that vulnerability is not a weakness. It really requires awareness, and it also require, requires courage, kind of that open-heartedness to know our own truth and to identify both our strengths and our limitations, you know, and, and proceed accordingly. You know, it's recognizing our vulnerability it really is a dimension of being authentic, being real, being, being fully human. You know, and knowing ourselves in this kind of intimate way helps us gauge you know, where we can make the most impact personally and, and also about you know, how I might ask people to fill the gaps with their particular skill sets. So we're moving away from that all or nothing thinking that really fosters that you know, perfectionism and I'm going to do it myself. It'll really... Doing it alone doesn't always serve us. You know, so we need to stop pretending. You know, there's this quote that I've always loved, although I haven't quite frankly, I haven't always practiced it, but it's delegate everything but your genius. You know, know what your know where your strengths are. So in, in asking for help, we also create a sense of teamwork and collaboration. So this provides an opportunity to not only connect resources. So we have more resources, you know, in really making these connections. We're more liable to get the job done with a different level of quality and also timeliness. So asking for help is an opportunity to, to learn and to grow. And in many ways, 
know, it's a gift to know that, that we can go for some assistance, you know, to someone for assistance, you know, when we need it, and really avail ourselves to the resources that they can provide. Yeah, well, you mentioned learning skillful asking for what you need. What does that look like? Well, some tips for really effective asking would include things like Concise, be specific. Clear communication is so important. It's really essential when asking for help. Don't overthink it and don't overexplain it. Keep it simple. Things like, you know, what is the task? Why does it matter? And how can the person best contribute? You know, by being specific, the other that we're asking, you know, can really judge how much time and energy and skill the task requires. The other thing that I, I really suggest is don't apologize for asking. You know, this this isn't a anything to be ashamed of. And and you've done nothing wrong. So why apologize at the front page? It's almost apologizing for being human. You know, and apologizing can really cast a negative light on the task. I, I also suggest that we we avoid a preludes like, you know, I hate to ask or this is a small thing or, or I'll do you a favor if you do me a favor. You know, because people feel then obligated to do the favor and might down the line regret it, you know, or sometimes resent it. You know, anything that is um, anything that is controlling or manipulative needs to be avoided. People need to feel that they want to help. You know, in general, it makes people feel good. You know, it feels good to be connected, and it also feels good when the desire to help comes from within sight. Another piece is don't write off people that have not been able to give you assistance in the past who maybe have denied that or haven't had time for it. You know, some of the research shows that these people are the most likely to offer their help, you know, if they're offered an opportunity, once again, to assist. It's really also about letting go of the myth that people will think less of us if we need help. Again, research tends to show that they actually like us more because if I'm willing to help you, I want to let you. It's an interesting kind of phenomenon. And make, make the request personal rather than transactional, rather than this give and take, you know, I'll do this for you and you can do this for me or I'll offer you money. Keep it very personal. And another personal uh, approach is ask an individual or make that request on a um, face-to-face basis, you know, rather than a text or an email. Something about that that connection that research shows face-to-face requests are something like 34 times more successful because it's that it's that personal connection. Yeah, so we do have Zoom, Skype, and, and FaceTime. <laughs> All of those, yes. Yes. So it's really keeping the request personal because we want that connection. We're not going to emphasize any kind of reciprocity even though we think it might sweeten the deal because people, all of us really don't like to feel indebted and we're more likely to help. I'm more likely to help in general, if someone shows a a real genuine appreciation for the help rather than assigning some monetary value or, you know, I'll I'll do you a favor whenever. And the other piece that I find so interesting is that you need to avoid Asking for help in a large group of people. Because there's this phenomenon that's referred to as diffused 
responsibility. And what happens is if the more people there are who can help when one person is when one person is needed, the less likely someone's going to step forward, offer that help. You kind of think that everybody, well, everybody else is going to do it. Surely somebody else is going to do it. You know, the other piece that I find so important in asking for help is to follow up with the results if well possible. You know, to, to share with the individual who gave us the assistance, share the tangible results, you know, along with our gratitude, so that so that they know that they really helped us and they can feel that they were effective and that their efforts really matter in the long run. Well, you said earlier that there are benefits to asking for help. Can, you, ab- share, can you share a few of those with us? Sure. Believe it or not, there are more, there's more to gain than the mere assistance that we're requesting. You know, we gain the ability in, in the asking to move forward, to really get unstuck. You know, and, and it maybe think about situations where you, you know, hesitated and then finally reached out and asked for help on a, you know, often initiated our request filled with stress and anxiety. And when we finish, we usually experience some relief and often we're more knowledgeable and informed because of the assistance that has been offered us. So asking for help is an opportunity to collaborate. You know, yes, it's great to be independent, but if we're stuck seeking advice or assistance, you know, give someone an opportunity to share with us, share their skills with us. You know, there's an old saying, don't take the gift out of giving. You know, people feel honored by requests to help, you know, and they may even feel special or admired for their their own personal expertise and abilities. So asking for help does not devalue us. It gives me a meaningful connection with, with others. It bolster productivity and, and provide an opportunity to learn and grow. It foster our resilience and our ability to welcome future challenges. Yeah, well, there's so much more in asking for help than I ever imagined, Dr. Jane. <laughs> what else do we need to consider? Well. You know, Anna, in order to have a balanced life, we need to balance our independence and our also our dependence. You know, we need that alone time to pursue personal goals, and, and we need others as well. So asking for help is facing into the challenge and, and doing, you know, and in doing so, we, we really begin to be more capable because we're building emotional strength. We increase our capacity to handle unpleasant feelings, whether that be sadness or shame or sense of helplessness or anger and embarrassment, disappointments and vulnerability. They're all common reactions to um, us being in situations where things are not turning out the way we thought they would, the way we want or the way we need. So we're reaching out. So along with this increasing capacity, we gain resourcefulness. Really embracing that dependent part of my needs. Now we face into the vulnerability and access the courage to acknowledge our needs, our limitations, and then ask for assistance. And in doing this, we're learning that we can be open to receiving that help. So asking for help sets us up to absorb what is good, what is what, what it is that we're grateful for. You know, through the support of others, you know? So I'm grateful because someone is offering me their wisdom or their presence, 
and talent and time, maybe their enthusiasm. You know, maybe they're just going to be a cheerleader for them, but they're giving of themselves. And these are the gifts. And we, when we meet this, you know, we begin to be open, you know, with a gracious heart to meet them as they honor our needs. And we can receive the gift. This is when the giving and receiving really become this harmonious one. So asking for help isn't a burden. It's a sign of our humanness. Yes, Anna, and it's a gift. It contributes to our capability and our capacity to develop and increase our emotional strength, our confidence, our sense of well-being. It was really discovering and accepting what it is to be fully human and very naturally find more comfort in our feelings and also in living a more centered, connected life, a calmer life, and pursue the dreams and the goals that unfold in this place of awareness and courage. Well, that sounds wonderful. Who would have thought, you know, that asking for help would be such a gift and contributes to so many wonderful attributes. There's so many things to offer us, Anna. Well, thank you, Dr. Jane. Until our next conversation. Thank you, Anna.